Hey, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gig Harbor Flycast, and super excited to have George Cook on. Uh, we just had an episode, and we got we just geeked out over space stuff, like big time geeked out over. Nobody it. does that. Stop uh, it. Ever, ever. But um, but today, uh, for those of you that are listening in, um, you know, sorry that you don't have the 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 visual, but we're gonna talk about some new product and um and pretty excited about about what's going on. So uh, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, you should subscribe subscribe to our YouTube channel. Well, there's a new rod from Sage that's coming out and we're giving one away uh, to to one lucky angler on our YouTube, uh, our YouTube page that subscribes. So, uh, so check out the video for how to win that rod. Um, but we're gonna dive into some new stuff. And, and first, uh, Euro Nymphine has, um, has really become popular uh, in the West. And um, a couple of the guys here at the shop um, are, um, they, they do, they don't do it a ton, but they do it a little bit, but they really like to trout fish. And, um, and so there's a new rod from Reddington as well as a new reel from Sage that, uh, that really are gonna help anglers that are um, Czech nymphine, Euro nymphine. I mean, ha have, have we landed on like a, a term for, the, for this yet? Um, I mean, it, I, I kind of hear people use use it in a lot of different ways, and and there there used to be like differences between the different these different styles of like tight line nymphing, but but um, but now I, now I'm hearing people just using the terms completely. Well, but they're all general. relevant. Like they're all relevant. I mean, years ago, I think most people in America heard about check nymphing originally. And it was largely getting spoken of, largely, in the mode of the various tournaments. Right. Okay. Which the Europeans, um, the Europeans are huge on this. Whether it's the Poles, the Czechs, the Spaniards, the French, that that group is kind of, you know, the founding fathers of Czech nymphing, which then got kind of posed into Euro nymph. Um, and so I think in the U.S., the, the overall coverage name is, is Euronymph, uh, European-style nymphing, Euronymph, mm -hmm. yada, yada. But there's various subcultures. Right. You know, you've got what the Italians are doing, the, the Spaniards, and, and, you know, so on and so forth. And there's all sorts of little variants, which, you know, is not unlike what, you know what we've talked about in spay casting you've yeah. got various you've got skagit you got scandy you got mid belly you got long belly it's the same sort of thing sure different theater mm -hmm. there you are yeah okay okay so uh I, let's start with the rod so tell us about this new rod the reddington uh reddington strike well this is going to give um farbank you know the company that holds the big cards yeah. that being sage rio and reddington along with Flywater Travel. Um, in price point stuff, we're, we're gonna have the strike. And the strike is gonna come, it's a price point rod, and it is gonna hit the mark for entry level, but it's designed in such a way to really play this game in terms of rod action, with a, with a key on sensitivity, a downlocking reel seat, which is, is pretty critical to get that weight to the back based on the way the methodology is executed 
uh, and looking at various factors in terms of fatigue and overall effectiveness. So we're going to have this in multiple models, and it's going to be led by a 10.5-foot three-weight, which is really the bullseye length in Euronymph, is 10.5, three-weight line. And when you say three, it's all relevant because a Euronymph line, which we have at Rio, including the little shorty, which is the, you know, the little cheater that'll let you play. Um, Wait, so what do you mean by that? Just to, so pe if people, because there's, I am amazed by how many uh, fly anglers they're like Euronymph. I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, there's still, even though it, there's a craze about it right now, there's still a lot of people that that they're not on Instagram. They don't, <laughs> you know, or whatever. They, you sure. know, they just haven't they haven't heard about it. Yeah. So, um, so the the Euronymph shorty. Is a it's a specific 20 line. Foot, twenty foot chunk fly line, and in reality, it's a twenty foot chunk of the front end of a Euro nymph line, which is essentially a level animal. Because when you're fishing these things, like as you well know, and your staff knows, it's a point. It's more often than not a point blank thing. What's point blank is closest from me to the wooden structure yeah. there, which is roughly. You know, from my hand, that's roughly, you know, seven feet away. You know, your window is roughly 12 feet away. So hero casters, you know, might not hero really casters dig stay, the... Well, stay in the bullpen. <laughs> stay in the bullpen. Because a long cast with these, I mean, really, what what's a long cast is probably 45 feet. Oh, but, wow. But the effect, yeah, because the method does not lend itself Whoa, to right. distance. It lends itself to point blank. Right. And if you said, okay, well, what's a reasonable expectation on range? Well, let's call it, you know, basically the length of the rod. So let's call it, you know, seven to nine feet in front of you. Yeah. To really super effective is, you know, 30 feet in front of you. So it's point blank. Right. But this allows the method to work and work incredibly effective. You know, a virtual vacuum, if you will. So just putting that line on, like, your 9-foot 5 weight. Um, it allows you to go put your toes in the water. Yeah, yeah, but it's not quite the same because the sensitivity of the rod tip is is not quite like the, That's like right. the urine and rod. And you don't That's have right. the length necessarily that the, that the well, rod has Well, but just to well. wind her back in a sec, you're fishing very little fly line. In fact, in many cases, you're not fishing the fly line at, at all. And those fly lines oftentimes are barely out of the tip of the rod because you're fishing a very much longer leader, you know, north of 20 feet yeah. overall length. Um, and you're fishing because the method is basically a leader-based method. Okay. Yeah, there's other factors in it, but the fly line is not the fly line of importance that it is in other fly fishing endeavors. Not right. at all. It's it's really part of a support system. Uh, you could, in fact, almost do this, could do it with just monofilament. But the fly line does have its part, and it acts that part very well, but in a limited And then you can still call it fly fishing then. Well, it's Euronymph, <laughs> it's and, and it's a different animal. I mean, yeah. spay is a different animal. Sure. Then single hand, Euronymphine is most definitely a different animal, yeah. but it's another form 
of fly fishing. Yeah. It's a very effective one. And it's one that is, is, you know, largely caught initial fire in Utah and Colorado, but now it's as hot of hot as a pistol in the state of Oregon, Montana. Yeah. Certainly going on here. The Yakima to the east of us is a hotbed for it. And um, it's a very effective method of fishing. It's the vacuum of the river. Well, you put on your Viking hat and get your <laughs> vacuum and the village is everybody in the village is getting it. Yeah, truly. But you know, these companies here in America, and Farbank being, you know, absolute shining star, whether it's the Sage ESN rod, the new strike from Reddington, Rio's uh, bringing the little shorty, you know, the little guy that lets you. Yeah. The, the purpose of the shorty is to be able to take a conventional fly line on whatever fly reel you're rolling, put that on the end, mm -hmm. and equate to that necessary terminal tackle. We also make a full Euro line, which lends itself to this large arbor reel we're going to talk about. Yeah. But Rio makes virtually all the key terminal tackle. And equipment-wise, it's, it's basically one-stop shopping at Rio, including flies, your own net flies, which are typically heavier, yeah. tungsten-based, you know, jig hooks oftentimes, you know, various and sundry things. But this is a hot angling topic yeah. in the country, and we're bringing more stuff to the table, the strike Will be a rod from Reddington that's gonna going to be available and rolling, but maybe the most interesting thing sitting yeah, here today. Yeah, let's let's talk about the reel. Critter. So this is the new Sage uh, ESN reel, and ESN so reel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're holding it up. But for those of you that are just listening on on audio, the the reel it has uh, some similar styling to the Spectrum LT. Uh, which has a sealed drag system in it, really beautiful machined uh, aluminum reel. Uh, but the new, this new reel has a, a really, uh, really, it's a lar really large arbor reel, really thin diameter. Uh, but then it also has something really unique where it has a, it comes with a set of weights that uh, are on a ring that can be placed around the hub of the of the the drag um, to be able to weight the reel especially towards towards the back of the the rod or back of the reel um, and so that way because since your rod angle with the uh with the euro nymph setup is not like just holding the rod straight out in front of you you want you're, a lot of times you're holding the rod up more to control your 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 flies and your drift um, and so this reel helps weight that longer 11 foot, 10 and a half foot rod to be able to balance it out. Um, so you, so you have a much more comfortable, uh, drift, but, and I haven't seen, I haven't seen any other reels that are really focused down like, uh, quite like this. And I mean, it's, it's a one of a kind yeah. and you know, this reel is left-handed set up for left-hand wine. And you'll notice that counterweight, this critter. I've got a kind of rooster tailed out the back end, and I've done wow. that because, and boy, you can instantly feel it in this, is that suddenly that weight is being projected to the back. Because when you're fishing these things, and granted, I've just got the butt section, but you know, you got 10, 10 and a half feet stretched out there, you've got to have a counterbalance to start with, okay? So weight in the reel is fundamentally good. Now what this reel does is it solves multiple multiple challenges 
posed by Jack Nymphy, and that is that we've got this large arbor, and the real beauty of that large arbor, and you can see that is a large arbor of the first order. So when a fly line is, a, or a line is on any reel, whether it's a bait casting reel, spinning reel, fly reel, is that arbor narrows. And that line peels off that arbor dropping from the very top to the very bottom. There's a torque factor. And the torque increases. So in other words, if it took, you know, just to simplify a scale of 1 to 10, if, if, if 1 is the easiest pull off this thing and 10 is the hardest, we basically go from 1 to 10 at the bottom, okay? So in that idea here, by placing this arbor as far out there, there is limited to no torque in that setup as, as we go about things here. So I'm going to take this off so we can really talk about it. So most check nymphy, Euro nymphy, is being done with lighter tippets. 4X would be considered more often than not fairly heavy. 5, 6, 7X is pretty common. So we're fishing. We stick a fish. It's a nice one. 14-inch rainbow. We stick him. He takes off. We want little to no startup inertia. In other words, when this thing comes tight and begins to peel line, we want, we want that number one that no, no hard torque, and we're going to get that in here. In fact, the torque drop from top to bottom on, on my little scale of 10 is a 1 to 2 in, in that range. It's only 1 to 2. So that's going to protect that tippet on that fish that races off, elimination, virtual total deduction of startup inertia. So that's going on here. Where this reel gets interesting is we take the – we unscrew the knob, which is going to pull our spool off. Okay. Now you can really see that large arbor, right? Is you've got this counterweight going on. Okay. So all I have to do is unscrew this critter. I'm going to pull him off. Okay. And to just unwind him a little bit more. Here she is, right? There's your counterweight. Now, when you get this reel, it's going to have a spacer. And pull that spacer out. Because if you do what I did the very first time and you put, throw the weight in with the spacer, put your reel together, your reel's going to act broken because it's it's fundamentally yeah, out that's of good it. to know. I, mean, so, I, I would, oh, I'd probably put it in a clamp and like... <laughs> oh, yeah, I threw this... <laughs> take a mallet to it and... <laughs> yeah, I, I threw it right on top of the spacer and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's all set up well. Yeah, and then after the mallet, then I'd so, call Sage yeah. about warranty. Right. go, hey, man. Something's wrong with the reel. Yeah. Take the spacer out, put it in the handy little carrying case. Wait, let me see it. I didn't, I didn't actually get to okay. see these things. Okay. You've got cool. a light guy. You got Mr. Medium. And they and actually got print heavy. the they print oh, the, yeah, the weights right on weight there. On it. Yeah, the half weight's of an right ounce. Okay. Yeah. Here's your big guy. There's the big one. One and a half ounce, yep. and then this is a one. That's your biggie. Yeah. So left hand reel. So it's gonna be facing that way. I can take this thing, Blake, and I can set it 
within that octangle, I can set it wherever I want. Mm -hmm. I can go straight north, straight south. I can go west or east. And what I'm going to do based on where I want this balance is I'm either going to run this thing, as I like to say, out the east, or I'm going to do a little cutesy rooster tail move. And I'm going to put him, i got to get him about right there. So I've got him kind of coming, you know, you can see that on camera. Yeah. I've got the, I got the little rooster tail going, right? But that's all part of, do you like that? The mariners are searching for hands like that, you know, quick, quick catch. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to put her back, yada, yada. Notice I don't have a spacer in there. Keep that spacer out. I got her set. Left hand wind, rooster tail coming out the back. So in theory, just going to set up like that. It's putting the weight where I want it. Right. Comfortable, yeah. efficient weight distribution in a Ural style nymphing rod outfit. Cool. But I've got options in terms of weight. I can customize this this thing. You know, I, I can do what I want. Yeah. Okay. There, I mean, because there's been some crazy stuff going on. You're seeing guys putting baling wire, wrapping it around whatever part of the reel they could. Yeah. I've seen guys take pencil lead and try to roll it onto the, the, the reel seat just to get more weight back here to get this thing going. So the ESN reel from Sage, one size, two colors, Stealth Black and Chipotle. And that particular one is a gorgeous cool. matchup with the uh, Sage ESN rod, okay? okay? Including the 3106 ESN, or as I call it, the stethoscope. Because <laughs> nothing gets missed. Okay, so, um, and then quickly, just uh, another, because we want to get into... Story time? Well, we, well, we, we want to get into story time, and then we got the, like, the big announcement. But, oh, yeah, but, a greeny over there. But uh, to, just to, to quickly point out that there's also a new reel from Reddington called The Run, and uh, it's really similar style to the Rise, but uh, it has a, uh, a cast construction to it and um, lowers the cost quite a bit. And so it starts at $109, and um, I think this is going to be a, a great budget reel for anglers starting off. Um, and I'm holding right here the 3-4 size, and it's a it's a great little size that um, mm -hmm. I think will be think, think well, be That's great. a little guy. Yeah, that, That'll go on a 2-weight, 3-weight, short 4-weight. Uh, you're going to see this reel, the run, in three colors, in three sizes. And they're going to be trout, you know, a little bit of steelhead game, steelhead light salmon, think silvers, pinks. Yeah. Three, four, a five, six, seven, eight. There won't be a nine, ten. Um, grab that rise that's over there. This is a new rise color called rose gold. And these spools in the respective sizes become an economical interchangeable fit with the rise. So I could put a three, four spool from the run mm -hmm. in the rise, so on and so forth. And for a lake fisherman, you know, who's playing a bunch of different sinking lines, yeah. this may become a really nice little arrangement set in it. And there'll be three colors in this, three sizes. 109 bucks it, it's absolutely a value proposition um 
we've we've got another reel at Reddington that you sell pretty fluently called the Behemoth, mm-hmm. and um, this is going to kind of come in alongside that as yeah. a price point opportunity. The Behemoth finds its way in the seven eight, largely the nine ten, on spay rods, and this is going to be a nice freshwater trout price point offering. Okay, so um, George. Before we uh, we jump into the big sage announcement, um, uh, the panther. L- let's talk a little bit about the the panther. So you you have the largest cat. I, well, I have what I like to proclaim is the largest cat in captivity. That's captivity. It's I mean it's big. So he's, he's the nine oh seven panther. Well, he's he's very popular on my Instagram on state I of was, Bay. well I was almost wondering the main when, guy. when uh, the panther was gonna get um, his own Instagram account well he's too valuable to mind to unleash him <laughs> upon his own so here he is here he is yeah, yeah. there you go folks it's that's the panther for those on audio you got to follow George on on Instagram yeah, state at, at of state Spay. of Spay and then at mule deer 16 for the hunters but I posted this on Instagram last year, and you know it's it's all in the verbiage, right? It says nine oh seven Mega Panther. I recently posted this at Mule Deer sixteen, my my hunting Instagram. Many people ask, what kind of cat is that? The answer, Panther. Yeah, Panther. Mega, mega, big power Panther, largest cat in captivity. <laughs> the Panther lives in Anchorage. He oftentimes goes outside. He has to face things of the Alaskan wilderness that are found in South Anchorage. <laughs> we've got Moosey. We've got Boo Boo. Yeah. We've got two versions of Boo Boo. We've got Black Boo Boo and Brown Boo Boo. Yeah. And uh, then we've got this thing in the wintertime that's been on our deck twice this last winter called Lynxy. Oh. And Lynxy, Lynx, as I tell the Power Panther, be careful out there. It's wild. You might not make it home. So obey your cat mom and stay out of them there woods. Yeah. Because because the hunter killer is not far. Yeah, we love the panther. So He's the main guy. Does the has the guy. panther like has it hunted anything down and yeah the panther like he, bunnies or anything? No, he's he's not on the you know the the twelve month of. Uh, you know, the 365 murder spree that Lynx he's on. Okay. But, you know, he occasionally will drag something up. But due to his, you know, near buffalo size, yeah, he's not quite as swift as, say, you know, a nine-pound female mini panther Yeah, would be a, is a lot quicker critter than he is. But I've watched him chase voles in the backyard, and old vole tends to get away. I, but uh, I got a I got a new lab. She's uh, right now. She's seven months old. Her name's Whiskey. We uh, it was a compromise name because I wanted to name her Beer Can, but my my wife was two not, syllables like was black not ball. gonna <laughs> not gonna go for it. But uh, but this dog uh, is, is pretty remarkable because she she likes to hunt things and and she can stalk and cr- and crawl like a panther. Like it's wow. It's my kids love it. They 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 crack up when she does it. But she. She is like really quiet and she will try to get as close as possible to whatever she's going to pounce on. And like, she's got whole new meaning cat dog. It's yeah. She's pretty <laughs> crazy. It's, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Right on. So. Yeah. The Panther's the main guy and uh, he's, he's a mama's boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. All 20 plus pounds of him. He's a mama's boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, new Sage Rod is coming out, and um, and we're we're actually it's probably coming out. I mean, shortly. Maybe it came out yesterday or today. That's when this is launching. Well, so, um, yeah. So uh, if you want a free one, not you, George, but somebody else, someone listening in, if you want one, go to our YouTube channel, and we are giving away a new Sage Sonic. And um, winner's choice, I believe. Winner's choice, yeah. It comes choice. in a three through eight weight. And um, but let's talk. Let's let's talk about this rod. And um, oh, but first, okay. Do you do you have any nicknames for this rod? Yeah, because you always have nicknames for sage rods. Well, I think uh, the name Sonic. I mean, we beat the Sonics back to town. Huh? <laughs> We're first. We don't even need to figure uh, out a stadium to play in. Oh man, we are we are back first. I think back. that probably made a few people cry. Just well, but yeah. it's green. Yeah, it's, it is. It is. Green. You know, it's the second coming, but they'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> well, Blake, as as you know, we brought out the Maverick. Yep. You know, in in mid January, and um, you guys cast, if I recall right. We had a 690, we had the Teacher's Pet 790 Maverick and the 890, and you guys have cast them all and sold several. Um, I believe you actually got a 790. Yeah, that, took that it to Cuba. Took Cuba. Awesome. And um, the Maverick at 550 rods, at 550 bucks, pardon me, kinetic storyline, absolute value proposition in today's fly rods. Yeah. Uh, Sage has brought... To, you know the best of technology into a price point form that should be available and affordable by anglers everywhere and what the sonic is bringing to the table is your all water fresh water rendition of that sort of price point at sub six hundred dollars you'll have three weights through eight you'll have some of the usual suspects that you're looking for nine and a half foot five weight five nine six the vaunted six nine seven mm-hmm. which is your beach you know weapon of choice um i recently fished an 8100 uh swinging some big sink tips for outsized rainbows uh here in the lower 48 so we're, we're going to have all the models that you would expect to see in an all-water line and at a sub 600 dollars price point coupled with the technology, the kinetic story from Sage, which has trickled down into these, just like the Maverick, you've got a tremendous performance. You've got where value and performance literally are meeting on the curve. Yeah, so the so the kinetic technology, that was first introduced in the Sage 1. Um, 2010. And, you know, some anglers, I even, you know, it's still their favorite rod. Um, and so I, I think... Um, you know, for, for people that love the, the Sage One, I think that they won't be disappointed when they when they see just the how beautiful the, the new Sonic is, as well as uh, just its performance. And, and um, I mean, today we we cast a couple different lines. Uh, we threw the Rio Perception on um, on the six weight, the six ninety. Did we throw it on anything else? I'm trying to remember. We threw the Perception on a new Reddington rod called the Trace, but we largely threw Rio Golds which yep. was your star on your yeah. 590. Oh, yeah, it was killer. We had the technical trout that we played on the 490 Sonic, the mm-hmm. 690 Sonic, 
Very delightful on that 690. Just a lovely combination. But I think in terms of freshwater floating lines on these rods, it, it, there's going to be a wide array of, of possibilities. Yeah. I think on three, four, five weights, the gold is going to be the preemptive sure. choice. If you're looking for a little more load in the rod, you're looking for a little more parabolic, deeper loading, it'll be a grand. I think in a lot of trout fishing scenarios, particularly with the 490, the straight 590, the 690, uh, the technical trout is a lovely choice. Yeah, that was, That's an that angler's line. In, we put That's that on the line. That was on the four weight that we, we put threw it on the four. Yeah, that was straight was, six. Yeah, it was nice. We let the uh, weight forward five gold star on the five. Yeah, uh, which it clearly did. And then you know, for you, you know, you you are the gateway to Puget Sound and all its lovely fishing, both beach and boat. The the uh, outbound short is a mainstay line for you guys. Yeah. The Camel Lux is kind of a sneaky one that also plays in lakes, along with the uh, Aqualux. Coastal Quick Shooter. Is Coastal a Quick Shooter. Yeah, that's one. a very popular one. On that six ninety seven, that thing's gonna it's gonna be a cannon. Yeah. Hold on. Put a firm grip on that that cord. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, the rods available um, now. I mean, I mean, I'm you know. So by the time this podcast launches, um, I mean we're we're going to be. Um, I mean, so we're recording it right now during the uh, the coronavirus shutdown and <laughs> during the the we're social distancing here. So I need you we, far we need, away. Yeah, anyway. we need to lean back a little bit, but. Um, but so, uh, you know, production up on Bainbridge, I mean, these sage rods, they're not made overseas. They're made right here in Washington. And so they had to shut down production for two weeks. And, um, and but there's still, they've been building them. So for when, they, when this podcast finally airs, the rods are available. We will have them here at the store um, available for purchase. Um, and, and, I, and it's pretty amazing that, um, you know, that with, uh, a couple uh, mid-price entry uh, rods with Sage, the Maverick ca- that came out in January, the Sonic that's now that's now out. Um, you know, just in spite of everything that's going on, um, means a lot of bang for the buck with with both of those rod families. Um, and I think for anglers that are ready to get out of the house and get out and go fish, um, you know, especially anglers that want to stick a little bit closer to home and. Puget Sound beaches are, you know, sometimes a, a 10 or 20 minute drive from, from their house, maybe 25 minute drive from their house. A 697 Sonic is going to be, you know, loaded up with a coastal quick shooter is going to be cash money. It, it's going to be cash money. So cash money. Um, and I mean, geez. And if they, if that check comes through from president Trump, they could buy two of them. <laughs> they get two of them and two lines. I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be some rods, some golf clubs and some new bows getting bought out there. It's going to be an outdoor stimulus plan. Yep. But uh, all joking aside, all rods from Sage are made in America. We've got a little something that signifies that. Even the price point rods are built here right up on Bainbridge yeah. by skilled American craftsmen. And that's the hallmark of Sage is American-made rods. It's always been that way. It'll always be that way. Um and the Sonic is the latest addition to, you know, what is a great fly rod heritage here in Washington State. Awesome. Well, I'm I'm planning on picking up at least one. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, so a uh, quick question for you that we had on the list that we didn't get to in our last episode, but we because we were talking about 
like history of like spay casting and, and rods and stuff like that. So, I mean, you've been to Sage Rep for how many years now? 1990. 1990. A couple. It's been a that's, couple. That's 30 of math. So, me right. there, Sage has had a lot of different rods out in the 30 years. Do you have Do you have a favorite? I mean, when it comes to like single hand rods, I mean, I know you got you got piles of them at home. What's one that you're like, God, I love this rod and I'm never getting rid of it. Hard to nail it to one, Blake. Okay, well maybe easy to nail it to vintage or a given decade. Okay, um, that that one's easier to do. You know, I can go back. Lots of different animals, you know, the RPL plus, which is one of yesteryear. Yeah. I was a huge fan of the six, nine, six and the seven ninety. um, you know, stuff of more recent, um, vintage. You think about Z axis 9,100 caught a big rainbow last week on a 9,100. Um, and I wanted that rod not because of any sort of, you know, you know, re- return to renaissance, but rather the line I was fishing, which was a 350 grain striper sink tip, is aimed at a nine weight. It's a nine weight line. And, you know, I had a choice of a 990 Maverick, 990 Igniter, excellent choices. But I reached into the old school quiver for a 9100 XP. So I think you could throw that one in there. Hmm. And then in two-handers, a couple that come to mind are a Z-axis 7136 and an 8129. Those those are some true oldies but goodies. And then in the one, I mean, this, yeah. this could be an episode, dude. I mean, a 7116-1 switch rod, baby yeah. spay, yeah. That, that one's right in there, too as well as the 4116 better stop me this will go on (laughs) well i mean i guess it's it's probably hard to even to narrow it down because you know even though you're you're in these parts of of the world known as a spay guy um but when you and i talk i mean we rarely talk about spay i mean we talk a lot about just trout fishing i mean you, you tell me tons of stories about new zealand and you know alaska stuff and um i mean we talk a lot about saltwater and you know, um, you know, I mean, recently we were talking, we've been talking about Guatemala and sailfish, et cetera, on, on, uh, on the fly. On, on the fly. Um, but you know, bass, let, let's talk a little bit about bass. I love bassy. Yeah. I mean, Me and bass are tight. So have you, have you always, have you been into bass fishing? I mean, cause you started Since trout. Was, yeah. With a fly idea, but I started fishing. Yeah. With conventional tackle. In Texas with a good old Zepco giving yeah. it to bassy and bluegill. They, they were the the main guys on the hit list. Do you think that's going to be uh, kind of the new new frontier in in Washington for uh, for fly anglers? Considering you know where the state of steelhead and and salmon currently are. Well, those things will always have their seasonal appeal, right? Yeah. You know, we just finished what you know last year we had a drought and we had funky water. This year we had front end heavy water but yeah. then she cleared and yeah. steelhead was pretty good pursuant to what was open sure and this applies to both coastal oregon and coastal washington uh, those things will always have their appeal 
And while those runs are, you know, depleted or stressed, there are places where there are bright spots, and they'll always have their appeal in a seasonal approach. You know, you know Puget Sound and all the varied options there as well as anybody. Yeah. And you're certainly going to have your places and times and targets. But trout is king. Right. Trout trout started off as king. Trout's king. Yeah. Tackle from all manufacturers reflects the fact that trout is king. Isn't but, it something like 85% or I, I heard someone throw out a statistic about about the industry and, and how much was run by trout, you know, I driven suspect. by trout. It's, it's at least 85, if not 90. I mean, it was staggering. But there's tons of things out there, right? Yeah. And just in the last 12 months, um, yeah, I did a New Zealand trip. I did fishing that was largely based around bow hunting. Um, Guatemala, which I've done a couple years in a row. Um, Louisiana, the big red fish of the yeah. fall, winter. And just recently came back from Mexico bass fish in El Salto and one of its sister lakes. I like Bassy. Yeah. Why do I like Bassy? Bassy participates. <laughs> and participation, you know, it turns out matters. That's why I like redfish. It's yeah. it's not one of those psycho saltwater fish that don't want to eat. Redfish <laughs> like to eat. They like to eat. Okay. Yeah. And Bassy likes to eat. And the beauty of Bassy is that, you know, whether it's Mexico or Texas or you know, Southern California, Florida, what have you, the golf courses of South Carolina, Disney, Disney in Florida. <laughs> and yes, I did. And yes, I got kicked off. And I did some damage before I got thrown <laughs> off. It's a great story. You have to ask me that one sometime because it's, it's a great one. Bass is as made for fly as trout is. Yeah. And that applies to popper fishing, which generally is an early or late in the day sort of thing or fishing wet flies, leeches, lead eye, you know, leech type flies, uh, you know, all sorts of things work. And bassy eats, and big bassy eats relatively small flies. We don't have to fish, you know, full on salamander imitations on fly to catch bassy. Yeah. That certainly will work. Sure. And that will have its day in court, but we can fish some stuff that's, you know, in that two to three and a half inch category that can be easily fished on six weights and sevens you know eight by default if you if you want to cover that so st uh, you know rod wise gear wise uh, you just got back from from an incredible trip down fishing bass in mexico w what rods were you guys fishing uh, mostly down there well my wife the popper queen jen jen i mean she lives to throw poppers and she visual really makes it for her whether it's dry fly fishing for grayling in sure. alaska or, or that sort of thing we found that six and seven weights really, really are, are the bullseye for bass, in part because they throw those flies, and they'll throw a little outsize. Yeah. And, you know, one of my largest bass in the history of my career, I've got a 10, I've got a 9-pounder. I caught that 9-pounder years ago on a 690 RPL. So, you know, it's, it's all relevant, but the 690 Maverick – yeah, the 790 Maverick, hmm. and that wonderful rod that we brought out last summer called the Payload. The oh, Payload yeah. 689 was absolutely fantastic as a bass rod. Yeah. Took it with an outbound short, weight Ford six outbound short on that rod was just it was just fabulous. I don't I think a 789 Payload is probably as big 
as most people need for bass. The 889 payload is is the is the top end of the largemouth, but getting more into the peacock, peacock or yeah. golden dorado game. Okay. You know, but you can kind of see where this is going. I think the fun factor really centers on six and sevens is where the fun factor really settles on bass. And bass are everywhere. I mean, outside yeah. of Alaska, um, bass are everywhere. I mean, we've got some quality bass fishing here in the state of Washington, be it largemouth, be yeah. it smallmouth, smallmouth in particular. Ditto for Oregon. You know, California has got some world-class largemouth fishing States like Florida, Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, they all come to mind. But bass fishing can be for everybody, and not only everybody can do it, they can do it with reasonable expectations of, of good success, if not outright high success. And, and carp are another one of these species that I think is going to be on the upswing. Yeah. And um, here in Washington, we've got the tiger muskie game generally requires a boat but that's another one that's you know on the hit list here in washington state so i talk with anglers uh, in the shop often about bass and I, I bring that up because we we have a lot of lakes in our area and they every single one of them uh has bass in them you know even if they stock them with trout and um i mean i give people a, a piece of advice and i'm curious to to hear what you think about this um because like i grew up bass fishing i mean i grew up fishing farm ponds in northern california and man i mean i would but it was all all conventional tackle stuff and um and i got i mean i was i got it dialed in i mean it was i was pretty wicked with with conventional tackle stuff you know fishing all you know all sorts of stuff so anyways child unleashed i i see i see the bass guys out on uh some of our local local lakes the larger lakes and if they have, if the lake allows motors and the, the bass boats show up to fish those pla- those places, you know, these guys have side scanned fish finders with, tr- you know, they have their trolling motors yep. and, th- and they, they can make pinpointed casts, throwing a pig and jig or whatever they're doing, you know I mean? And, and so a lot of times I'll tell people, I'll, I'll, I'll say, hey, fish the lakes where, uh, where you can't have internal combustion motors. Uh, engines on them because the the guys that are really good at bass fishing they pound all the lakes that you know where they can just back their you know their ranger boat down in and and go beat it up and and it's it's just one of those things where like a lot of those smaller lakes where where uh it's it's just like personal watercraft and um you know so you're fishing a kayak a float tube whatever the bass are a whole lot more dumb like i mean they'll i mean so if you're a new fly angler, you know, casting flies for bass at lily pads and stuff like that, you're the chances that you're going to get into some, some, some actually nice fish in a smaller lake, you're not going to find huge bass like you would in, or large, we don't have huge bass here necessarily, but larger bass usually are in larger lakes where there's more food sources, et cetera. But, uh, but it just seems like you find more willing fish that are more, that see less pressure in some of those smaller lakes. Um, so like the, the lakes that you're fishing on in Mexico, those are huge lakes. Yeah. Is there a lot of, I mean, do a lot of people fish them or I mean, how, do you, how did you feel like the fish were pressured? Well, first, what do you think about my advice to anglers about finding like smaller lakes uh, when it comes to bass fishing? Just- well, I think that's sound advice, Blake. And, but I would, 
I would say certainly that could be on the radar is target those first, but target opportunity, right? If you've got a lake that you know has got bass in it and, you know, you've got that 690 rod or that 697 that you've been plying the, the beach, beach with, with, yeah, come get some flies yeah, and go give it a go. And it doesn't require a boat. I mean, all my bass fishing as a youth with a fly rod, Texas, Oklahoma, Washington State, South Carolina, um, I did all of this stuff off the bank. And if I could simply get in somewhere and operate, yeah. I was good to go. Yes, the float tube opened up some avenues. Sure. This kayak game that, that you're so, you guys are so well versed in, this is a mainstay format of bass fishing all over the U.S., oh, yeah. conventional or fly. In particular, you, the conventional crowd doing that in the south and southeast is is huge. So, but bass are are going to be a target of opportunity. Focus your time early. Focus your time late. Yeah. You know, what's early? Daylight to 1030 in the morning. Evening, what's called 530 to dark. Those are prime times. Those are prime time with all game fish, right? But those are super prime time with with bass, be it largemouth, smallmouth. And you will have great success in those two periods, particularly if you're like my wife, the popper queen, and you're determined to watch popper get clobbered. That's when popper is going to be right. at a premium. And it's not that you can't catch them during the day. Right. But typically what's going to happen during the day and let's call during the day, 11 to 4, is that your size is coming down. The little guys are more apt to take on the apex yeah. predator role because the big ones have fed, and, and they're going to wait for those optimum uh, you know, feeding periods, which, again, early, late. You're going to catch smaller ones, and you're going to catch less. That doesn't mean you couldn't pull a big boy, right? but you know, be smart about it. And go take on the watersheds that you either have access to right, or that you're familiar with or that you're just straight up confident in. It could be, I, I know you got bass lakes within 10 minutes where you and I are sitting. Oh, yeah. And then you've got the potholes in Moses Lake over yonder, and you've got the stuff in North Idaho on top of that. Yeah. Um, and North Idaho is a real sleeper as it relates to smallmouth, some largemouth, and a whole bunch of pike. So there's, you know, we, we've got fisheries within, you know, a half a day's drive yeah. of where we're sitting that are beyond the trout steelhead theater. And it all represents opportunity. And as one will find, a good day of bass fishing is just just plain fun. There's yeah. some real giggles and grins going to go on. So uh, there's a guy here that works at our shop um, that is, I mean, he loves fishing bass. He loves tying bass stuff. And um, and he just walked in the door. I think I, mean, I think he heard us talking about bass. He's, he's waving from the fly tying area. D Dave's over there, and uh, I think we I think we called him in with our uh, with our, our bass ba call. Our bass call. Yeah, splash splash, <laughs> popper popper. Yeah, he's lurking behind me. Well, I I'm a big bass fan, but I'm a fan of all fly fishing. Yeah. I mean, I landed two marlin last year on a fly. You know, I landed a huge rainbow last week, a lifetime fish. 
you know, if they eat a fly, they eat a fly. If they eat a fly, I'm in. Yeah. You know, let's go. Yeah. And and there's so much opportunity here in Washington State, here on the West Coast, the Rocky Mountains to the east of us, yeah. and the saltwater horizons. I mean, you've been to Cuba, what, three times? Um, you know, there's a ton of stuff out there, and it's all fly eligible. Yeah. Let's go get it. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to give you the last word with that. So, I uh, hope you guys are getting out and going fishing. Uh, make sure you check out the new Sage Sonic. Uh, check out our YouTube channel with your opportunity to win one or visit our website uh, to be able to buy your own. Um, that'd be, that we would love we would love to sell you. Oh, <laughs> so you'll sell you, some. Yeah, You're good at it. Sell you, sell your rod. So uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of the Gig Harbor Flycast. And uh, remember to subscribe so that you're getting all the updates when uh, new stuff gets posted on Mondays. And, um, and thanks for joining us. We'll see you out on the water.